welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. So I mentioned last week, uh, my back went out on me. Um, I don't know if I said in both services, but uh, kind of a funny story. I'm just going to give you a little, little lead in before we go to the message. But um, So I, we have this cat, 17 years old, and, and the cat just meows. And I just, I'm not sure if it, it doesn't have a brain, but, but it just meows. Every time I want to just pray and spend time with God, every time it finds me and it meows right in my ear. So I've learned just to, don't get mad at me, I learned to get the water bottle water bottle and, uh, you know, just to spray it and uh, spray around it, right, so that it just scrams because I just need quiet time. I get distracted easily. So I, sp- I spray it and, um, and uh, this morning it didn't move. So I had to kind of get up, get big, you know, walk over to it, spray it, spray the water, spray the water, hits the ground. My foot hits, hits the water and it sticks and it Felt like a knife went right in my back, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, that's not good." Well, o- over time, uh, over time, the uh, the uh, the back got worse. And and here's one thing I didn't do: I didn't ask for prayer. We pray for people all the time, and it took me like a whole day to say, "Hey, Emily, would you pray for me?" <laughs> and uh, she did, and and it got better. I think a lot quicker because of prayer. A bag of frozen uh, Brussels sprouts, um, some CDB cream, you know. And uh, but, anyways, I say that to say this. So, so that the cat meow. I, I expect it every morning because I just want to spend time with God. That's that's my place with God. And uh, we just so happen to be taking care of our daughter's service cat. She's a service cat, <laughs> right? It's great. Love it. She just calms, calms on and down. Anyways, um, we have Nova, and I've noticed that Nova shuts Zoe's mouth. I don't know why. Like, I, I think, I think uh, she's intimidated by Nova. Nova's younger. When, uh, see, she, she doesn't want Nova to know where she's at. I think that's what it is. She's not meowing. She's trying to hide. Isn't that great? What am I saying here? I'm saying that there's something happening here. Does that mean I get another cat? I don't know. I'm not sure. If it makes me, <laughs> maybe another dog, I don't know. But, but um, and this leads into this. I missed the, the, uh, the men's event because of my back. I was just laid out, my back. But uh, it was an amazing event. The bear man came uh, for, for that, uh, for the wild game dinner. For those of you here, listen, over 30 guys came up to the altar to get saved. Come on, you guys. Um, I, I love what God's doing in, in the forge. Don't let, don't let that word intimidate you. The forge is our men's ministry. Um, but the forge, the reason why I love the forge, and yesterday Angel gave us a great word, a great word yesterday about having hope in God and, and knowing his faithfulness, such a powerful word. By the way, the men meet, uh, they meet every uh, first of Saturday of every single month here at 8 a.m., the first, member men, first Saturday. The reason why I love the forge, because the forge has the Father's hearts. That's what I love about it. That's what I love about it. So I want you to think about, I want you to think about men just, just getting into to the place where you can be with other men that are learning to know the Father. It's so easy for guys to say, well, tell me what to do. I need to do something to feel so good about myself. You know what? No, you don't. 
You need to know that the Father loves you. You need to know the Father loves you. And that's why I love what's happening in our men's ministry, The Forge. Say The Forge. Say the first Saturday of every month, 8 a.m. And I think there's a way, you know, talk to, talk to Mark, Mark Vandevelde, talk to, uh, talk to Jason Black. Uh, we got guys in here that, that they'll tell you all about it. But I want to give that plug. Uh, I know there's a lot there, but um, pray for me about the cats. That's really what, why I brought that out, um, because I don't want to get another cat. No, no, no. Who said that? No, no, stop it. Tracy. Oh, Tracy, Tracy, Tracy. Where's my spray bottle? <laughs> That's right. I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. Oh, all right. Breakthrough. Say breakthrough. I love it. So breakthroughs aren't typically born out of a smooth running process. We know that. Or a trouble-free moment. They usually come as a result of an urgent problem for which we need to find an immediate answer. Problems, troubles are unavoidable in our broken world. Jesus told us up front that we would have troubles, but be happy about it, right? Be happy about it. Why? Because I believe these troubles or times of pressure can break us. But this breaking can be a catalyst for breakthrough, right? For breakthrough. Because true breakthroughs seldom happen without a breaking first. Everybody say, yay. Yay, we don't like that first word of breakthrough. The breaking isn't something we naturally embrace, but it's actually an opportunity for newfound freedom. I remember uh, when I was working at the Amway Corporation, and I'm just sitting down at my desk one day, and, and Doug DeVos, who was probably the vice president of that corporation at times, just is walking through all the offices, and he, he looks over toward, towards us, and he says, if it ain't broke, break it. I'm like, what? That's not what we, that's not what we normally learn. If it ain't, if, if it ain't broke, Right, right? He says, if it ain't broke, break it. He, he was saying, listen, don't, don't get stuck in doing things the same way over and over again. So I would say that troubles, the troubles we go through in life, should break us, right, in order to make us, right? Should break us in order to make us. Are you needing breakthrough in your life right now, whether it's in your faith, family, health, or anywhere else? Is something holding you back? I believe that breakthrough, that the breakthrough God has for you, is, is, has in store for you, is closer than you realize. So when I think of breakthrough, I picture a plant that grows through concrete. You ever seen those plants that grow through concrete? It's somewhere. There it is. That one plant. You're like, and I always think, man, it seems impossible. I don't know how that little thing sprouted up through that impenetrable barrier. Then I thought this. Things that are alive always break through things that are dead. Did you hear that? Things that are alive always break through things that are dead. See, even if things look impossible all around us, we have a God in us who will break through for us. Look at the scripture. John 12, 24. I'm telling you the truth. A grain of wheat remains no more than a single grain unless it is dropped into the ground and dies. Now, here we go. If it does die, then, say then, it produces many grains. So I think of that seed, the process of a seed being planted in the cold, dark soil all alone is really not very appealing. 
until we realize it's there in our most broken places, in our cold and even dark times, that God meets us in supernatural ways. So often in life, I think we want the growing without the growing pain. You guys remember the growing pains? I thought I was dying at like, like eight or nine. I remember that. I'm, I'm in my room thinking my legs were hurting. And I told my mom, I, I said, hey, I, I think I have arthritis. <laughs> you know, that's what I said. She's like, I'm, she's probably just laughing at me, chuckling at me. But we want the growth without the growing pain. We want the plant without the planting. And we want the breakthrough without the breaking. Come on. So I want to show you the, the place, say the place, to go for your breakthrough. Here's our text one more time. It's in 2 Samuel 5, 17 through 20. Amplified version says, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, let me just say this, there are levels of anointing that God brings us. There, we go from faith to faith and glory to glory so that we don't get stuck or stagnant in life. We, 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 like there's another anointing, come on, on your life, right? There's, there's another level that God, well, I'll say this too. Listen, next level, same devil. I used to say new devil. No, no, he's the same devil. He works the same way. But it's your next level. That's why it scares him. That's why your breakthrough scares the enemy. Okay, here we go. So when David had been anointed, his next level anointing, king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to look for him. But he heard about it and went down to the stronghold. Say down to the stronghold. Verse 18. Now the Philistines had come out and spread for battle in the valley of Rephaim, meaning the valley of the giants, by the way. That's what that means. David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? And the Lord said to David, go up, for I will certainly hand them over to you. So David came to Baal-perazim, and he defeated them there, and said, the, the Lord has broken through my enemies right before me, like a breakthrough of water. So he named the place Baal-perazim, which means master of breakthroughs. Don't you love that? Come on. See, this is a significant moment because it reveals yet another name of God, master of breakthroughs. So if he's the master, then we are the apprentice or the grasshoppers. The one who learns from the master, that's who we are. And this breakthrough moment teaches us a powerful key to our breakthrough. When David was in trouble, he went down to the stronghold. David said, I'm not only going low. We talked about that last week. I'm not only going low, but I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm going in. Into a cave. That's what, the, that's what it was. Most theologians believe this was the cave of Adullam. The cave of Adullam. This cave is a lot of history. It's, there it is. This cave is a ton of history. especially with David. This cave right here represented protection, power, and wisdom. And most importantly, it represented personal relationship with God. Yes, it was dark and cold, 
But for David, it was a place of miracles. A place where he met almighty God. The cave didn't look like much on the outside, even the inside, but, but, but had something special and powerful in there. It sounds like this, 2 Corinthians 4, 7, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. He's talking about us. We are the jars of clay with an all-surpassing power. So David discovers this place. The Bible refers to it as the secret place. Say the secret place. Here we go. This is where I believe God is leading us to regarding breakthrough. You, 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 you got to understand that when David, when David went down, the Philistines went up. And I said last week, it's very, it's human nature to go up, to go up. But, but David said, no, no, I'm going down. I'm going down. I'm doing the opposite of what the world might do or what people might do. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. So this story isn't just inspiration, it's instruction. God's showing us where to go, especially when surrounded by trouble. See, if you want to know what God is doing in this season, through this season right now, he's leading us to the secret place. Just you and him, just the two of us. We can make it if we try, just the two. Okay, anyway, it's too early for that. Way too early for that. <laughs> think of the listen. Think of those secret hiding places that you had when you were a kid. A fort, treehouse, out in the woods, under the staircase. Come on, in the loft. You went there and you felt safe and protected from the world. You got creative there. You imagined that you could live there all the time and no one could find you. Maybe you invited your best friend to share it with you. The secret place David found it, and when you find it. I'm telling you, you'll do anything to keep it. David went there because he knew who would be there. His friend. His friend. God. And he would be safe there and he could dream there and he would find rest there. Listen, whatever you need in life is found in the secret place, especially your breakthrough. I want to compel you there for the rest of this message. The secret place is a physical location, but even more so, listen, it is really a place of the heart and soul, intimate relationship with God, connecting with God on the inside in our own spirit, communing with God on the inside. David goes down and in, but I realize there are times we want to go up and over instead of down and in. We want to climb a mountain or look to a hill to get a better view to find the answer. But David says this in Psalm 121, 1 through 2. He says, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? Now, I put in here, absolutely not. Do I look crazy? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And I say to myself, Dan, don't fall for the trap of running to others first before following the Holy Spirit into the secret place, the cave. See, I want to be a caveman. I want to be a cavewoman. Okay, that didn't work. <laughs> I knew it wouldn't. Because I know that when I go to people first, I always get people results. But when I go to God first, I always get God results. 
I choose. So David knew how important and critical it was to follow God into the place. Everyone should have the place, the place where you meet with God. Don't be surprised if the enemy tries to keep you from the place. You know why? Because he used to live there, close to God. And he knows the power that comes from the place, the place. So his mission is to try to keep us away from this place so that we are unaware of Christ and the power of his resurrection and to keep us from breakthrough. So he tries to get us fixed on the broken, busted, and disgusted parts of our lives instead of the abundance of blessings and power already in us in that place. There's power in the secret place. Psalm 91 delivers this proof. It starts this way. Psalm 91, 1 through 2. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him I will trust. Now, I'm not going to read the rest of it, but this is your homework today because let me just tell you what happens next. And then David goes into a list of things God does in this place. You'll be delivered from those who are against you, who try to trap you. You'll be protected from evil. You'll have no fear in your life. You won't be afraid of sickness, darkness, destruction, or man-made weapons. No evil will befall you. Angels will guard you and protect you. You will have authority and power over Satan and his demons. God will answer your prayers. God will be with you in trouble. He'll deliver you and rescue you. You'll be blessed with long life. He will show you his salvation in that place. Wow, that's a lot of power and promises found in the secret place. I didn't write that psalm. God did through David. So glad he did. That's your homework today. I encourage you to read Psalm 91 today. Let those powerful benefits begin to just move in your life, become real to you. See, we have this power in us to experience breakthrough, his breakthrough power. Let me show you what it is. Ephesians 1, 19 through 20. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same, listen, mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor of God's right hand in the heavenly realms. We have the same resurrection power living in us, these jars of clay, these broken, busted vessels, right, that Jesus has, the devil-destroying, burden-removing, breakthrough anointing living inside of us. Here's my question. Are you aware of that right now? Do you believe that right now? Do I believe that right now? That, I'm not even gonna sing it, but you've got the power. Come on. You've got the power. No. No, because I think there's a rap in there. Kevin's got to rap that. I can't, I can't do that. Or maybe we're just, listen, or maybe we're just unaware of it. See, we can be unaware of the mighty power that lives in us simply because, here, listen, simply because we become, and I become at times, more sin conscious than Savior focused. Oh, I'm telling you, if you got into my brain, you'd see, I'm thinking, this, this is more me beating myself up than anybody else, right? We do that. 
Because we look back at our past mistakes and our present mistakes and we're already looking into our future failures and God's saying, no, 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 no. In the secret place, you won't be aware of those things. You'll be aware of the Savior. Let me lead you to that place as we are winding this down. Kind of. Because this story isn't just inspiration, it's instruction. Especially when surrounded by trouble. David goes to the cave. This is what I found out about regarding this secret place. You just gotta show up. You just gotta show, say show up. That's it. Just, just go. Go to the place with God. Now that could be a time of worship, daily devotion, a moment of prayer, a meditating on a promise, a speaking of his goodness, just show up. How many times have we unintentionally let our quality time with God slip away? And listen, and we always felt the effects of it. Is that just me? We just forgot it or unfortunately refused to show up. We, we all understand that, but God just wants us to show up to go there. Look at Matthew 6, 6. But you, when you pray, go. Say go. Go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Just go. Say just go. To the place with God. Just show up, and show up to meet him. Show up to meet him. To meet God, not to perform or to check off your to-do list. Go in without performing. Go in without being afraid, but to meet a friend. Show up to meet him. Friends, there, there really is only one secret to reach the place of the most high God. Him. 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 Draw near to him. And he'll draw near to you. Those who come to him will be fed. Those who thirst for him will be satisfied. Those who listen for him will hear. If I lead you to me, you'll be very disappointed. But if I compel you to him, you'll never, ever be disappointed. Matter of fact, this is what we do hopefully all the time. Whenever we're talking with someone or helping them, there always comes a time at the end of this moment where we say, let's meet Jesus. He's here. He's right here. What? Yeah, he's right here. Yeah. Let's go meet him. Because I, I don't, I don't want to carry this person with me. I, I want Jesus to carry them. I want them to understand that they can find Jesus and see Jesus and hear Jesus right here, right now. Look at this breakthrough moment in Luke 13, 10 through 13. I love this. Now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could no way raise herself up. Let me just take a moment for all of us to understand that when someone is struggling in their life, emotionally, physically, can we get into a secret place and possibly not just get the strategy, but to see that it could be a spiritual issue? Jesus, see, 
For 18 years, I can see people saying, hey, you, you need to go see the chiropractor. You need to get your back cracked. That's what they said. And Jesus said, no, 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 it's not a back crack situation. It's a spirit. It's a spirit of infirmity. Jesus saw it. You see that? Like, like let, let's not just quickly go to something that, 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 that needs a physical um, physical uh, thing done to it, right? Let's, let's go, let's, let's, let's think and see spiritually. Now, in the secret place, you'll get that spiritual vision. Here we go. She's bent over. But when Jesus saw her, listen, he called her to him. Oh, man. And said to her, woman, you are loose from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. We just, like, in that secret place, listen, you're going to become more spiritual. I'm going to become more spiritual. Because let's just, let's just be real here. There's probably more spiritual stuff happening behind the scenes than we really know. The Bible says, unless we bind the strong man first, it's talking about a demonic spirit. Unless we bind the strong man, we can by no way enter that house. Don't be afraid of that. You've got the power. Okay, listen. No. Listen, she was there, he was there, he saw her, she saw him, and he called her to him. Listen, whenever you're praying for someone, whenever you're talking to someone, just at least, at least do your best to get them to Jesus. Get them to Jesus. Get them to him. He'll take care of everything. I can't do it, but Jesus can. Listen, this, this lady got a secret place miracle right in public. God sees you right now. God loves you. And he's calling you to him. Calling you to him. Show up to meet him and listen, you can show up expecting. Say show up expecting. With the confidence knowing that God will meet your need. David knew that he would get the answer in the cave, in the secret place. He always did. He always got the answer. Because he knew that God never wastes time. He will never waste your time. He will get it done in the secret place. It may not look like what you're praying for, but I'm telling you, he'll always get it done. It may not happen in the time you think it will, but it'll always come at the right time with God. Look at this, Matthew 6, 6 again. This is awesome. But you, when you pray, Go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who's in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Now, please hear this. This is me going into my secret place with God. And if you can bring people in there, praise God. That's awesome. You can bring people into a secret place. But, but this is God... Like, what is, your, what is God speaking to you? What, what, what is your need? What do you, what, what are you crying out to God for right now? Listen, you can expect that he will reward you. So you can show up expecting. I always think, you know, it would be weird if my kids woke up every morning when they were younger begging for food. Please give me some food. I'm like, what are you doing? 
Open the drawer, man. Look at all that food. I got Pop-Tarts and Fruit Loops. That's right. That's our house. We got a candy drawer. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got, listen, like, like they know that already. They automatically, instinctively know that because we've taught them, go get it. And if you need it, dad's going to go get it. When you need it, your father's going to go get it. They don't have to beg in that place. No, 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 no. You can expect good things in the secret place. You can expect big things in the secret place. David got a simple answer. Listen, a simple answer. Uh, God, Father, should I go? Absolutely go. And I'm going to take care of it. A simple answer that led to a supernatural victory. Do you know that God... It seems he always works with small things first, <laughs> right? Like he even dwindles it down to make sure. He always works with small things. We're always looking for the big thing for, for our answer. No, 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 no. He always works with small things first. He starts that way. You can expect, you can expect to go in to your secret room. Listen, don't go in with a spoon and get a spoonful. Don't even go in with a bucket and get a bucketful or a swimming pool full. Listen, just go in with a big, huge prayer request and let God fill it. God has unlimited supply. He's looking for a demand. Look at Isaiah 45, 3. We're almost done. I give you hidden treasures, riches stored in secret places so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel who summons you by name. God's got more than enough so you can show up expecting. And listen, show up to pray. Say show up to pray. You can show up to pray. This is, what, this is the whole purpose of this. Prayer is just relationship. David inquires of the Lord. It's in that place that literally I can make an exchange, drop my burden, and give, take his blessing. It's an unfair exchange, but, but I show up to pray. See, your breakthrough is right on your lips. Your breakthrough is a prayer away. Remember when I said I, I didn't ask for prayer? I was trying to, I'm just going to, you know, suck this thing up. My back hurt. I'm just going to, oh, I'm not going to ask for prayer, right? Could have gotten the prayer chain. I'm always putting people on the prayer chain, you know, and I said, Emily, will you pray for me? Because I'm about to cry. She did, and I believe, and then other people prayed for me. I really believe just the humbling of, hey, I need help, prayer. Listen, your breakthrough is right on your lips, and this is what I, I would love to say to marriages right now. When was the last time you prayed together? And I mean, I'm not talking about the dinner table. When's the last time you prayed together? Listen, this, I want to encourage you. If you only knew the power that will come from that prayer, you would do it immediately. But I get it. The guy says, I don't know, I don't know how to pray. You know how to talk? Then you know how to pray. <laughs> Come on. That's all it is. We just got, we, we get the privilege at times to, to, to be with marriages and help them in their marriage. And a lot of times it's like, that's the first time we ever prayed together. I'm like, oh, wow. You need to do that as often as you can. Come on, anybody here today, anybody hear that? Look at Romans 10, 8. In fact, it says, the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart. Look at, on your lips. What message? The message is the very message about faith that we preach, the message of salvation. That's what it is. 
Salvation is healing, deliverance, breakthrough. Breakthrough. Guy H. King, I don't know who he is, some guy. He said this, no one is a firmer believer in the power of a desperate prayer than the devil. Not that he practices it, but he suffers from it. So when a marriage, when, 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 a, when, when Emily and I hold hand to pray in a desperate time, oh, the enemy hates it because he's going to suffer from it. He's suffering from it. But a lot of times we let that slew foot get right in between us, divide us, lie to us. Listen, grab hands. Hey, if you're married right now, could you just grab the hand of your spouse? Could let, just, just try that for Just try that. Just grab the hand. Come on. Come on. It starts that way. Show up, grab the hand, right? And know that when you begin to pray, when you begin to pray, oh man, you're about to unleash havoc on the enemy. Show up to pray. And lastly, show up to live. Say show up to live. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about life, but yes, I'm talking about life. Look at this. Not just to find life, but to live there. Psalms 91 says, those who live in the secret place, those who dwell in the secret place, means to live in a place continually drawing near to the Father. It's the place where you can talk with him morning and night and daytime and throughout your life without the motivation of being recognized by people, but only the pure desire to know him. That's what we were created for to live in daily fellowship. Those who live in the secret place. In other words, listen, it becomes your address. And when the devil sees that you have changed your location to the secret place, he can't get to you. When the enemy sees, see, when the enemy saw that David went to the secret place, what'd they do? They all went to surround him. Of course, that's what they do because they knew that he just changed the address. He said, oh, no, no, no. They're like, uh-oh, I've been here before. David went down to the secret place and you know what? It didn't go well for us and they knew it. They tried to stop him. But listen, he can't touch you there. MC Hammer wrote a song about it and I'm not gonna sing that one either. Because I don't have my hammer pants. Look at Psalm 91, 9 through 11. Look at if you say, if you say, if you say the Lord is my refuge, if you make the most high God your house, your dwelling, the place where you live, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. For you will command the angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. You can't touch this devil in my secret place. Come on, I'm telling the devil you can't touch me, right? Listen, some of us live with too many zip codes. Places that God did not call us to. Places we don't need to be. Places that promote fear. Places that lead us to pride on our own mountains, on our own hills, doing our own thing with our own people. But when you find that your own will only give you your own results. And those results will be extremely dissatisfying, disappointing compared to what is found in the secret place. God is inviting us to the hiding place, the secret place, to join him there. Not just to visit, but to change our address, to change our mailing address. Come on. 
And you can go to the secret place anytime, anywhere. We've already been practicing it today, amen. God invites us to pack up and move to this place today. David went down to the cave to meet God, expecting with prayer to live, and he witnessed the power of God from that place. You need wisdom, you need strategy, you need healing, you need protection, you need intimacy, you need closeness and relationship. Whatever you need is not found out there. It's not found over there. It's found in here. It's found in the secret place. God compels us to go there. Will you go there? We're there right now, by the way. You don't even know. We're actually right in the secret place right now. But what happens Monday morning? Can you make the secret place your priority? I promise when you go there, you, 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 you won't want to leave there. And that doesn't mean you stay in the physical location, obviously. You just get in the secret place and you get in your car and you go to work or wherever you go and the secret place is with you and God is with you. And all of a sudden what happens is because you're living in that place, all of a sudden the blessings begin to flow from your life for other people. Amen. Would you bow your heads? Let's just pray. Let's just finish this with a prayer. Um, I compel you to go there. I compel you to live there, not just to visit there. You can go there anytime, anywhere to get anything that you need from God. And obviously the greatest thing is to meet Him, the one who loves us so much. He made the secret place. Lord, I thank you in this moment, God, the secret place of our hearts. We, we, we just, we draw near to you, God. Would you pray to say, Father, I need you. And I know that I'm gonna find you in the place where you are, the secret place. Lord, help me to live there and not just to visit there. Today, I ask you to lead me, to compel me to that place for the rest of my days. I love you, Jesus, and I need you, Jesus. In your precious name, amen. Amen, amen, all right. Woo, we got to the secret place. Hey, we love you guys. Have an incredible, incredible time with your family and. Uh, be safe. God bless you. Take care. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.